Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer before we started this episode this week. My microphone was turned off when I was recording the interview with Jay Massey, but it did pick up audio, but it was from my laptop uh, microphone, which is not the best quality what I've done while editing the podcast is I've cut out myself almost entirely from the show, but it, I think it actually flows pretty good still. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This is your host, Glenn Sutherland. Our special guest this week is Jay Massey. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with Jay Massey, he runs the Cashflow Diary podcast. Um, he started with nothing. Uh, now he's training students on his methods. He's training them in the short-term hospitality business. He has 21 units that are producing nearly a million dollars. Uh, in 2011, he started the Cashflow Diary podcast, and he works about uh, three and a half hours a day. Well, we, we've improved. Uh, we're down to 90 minutes a day and 27 units now, but yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I personally am a long-term rental guy. I'd like to get into the short-term rental game. I know that there's a, there's a different mentality from uh, mm-hmm. doing the long term to the short term. What kind of battles am I am I up against, like against myself? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a number of significant differences between the two. And let's be clear, uh, I've been the, I've done the traditional landlord thing, and I just think this is better. So that's why we're switching yep. because I think this is better. Doesn't mean we still don't like apartment buildings and and buy those or cell phone towers and commercial real estate. All that stuff is still great. This is just better. And it's better for a number of reasons, in my opinion. One, um, I know uh, for as, as you're sitting there holding a property long term, you have this question in the back of your head. Do I take cash flow or do I improve the property? Do I have deferred maintenance? How do I handle that? Well, one of the major things that I like about short term rentals is that it, it gets rid of that question mark because now you have the ability to generate significantly more revenue than you normally would without increasing your expenses proportionately. So really simply said, if you've got a property that's written for $1,500, double that number to say 3000 but you're only going to increase your expenses around 10%, to be honest. Really? And then you get to keep the rest. So that gives you mon- money to improve your property and, you know, have cash flow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it be more of a, like a job? Yeah, I'm absolutely anti getting property management for short term rentals. I, I've not found the organization or company that's able to make the revenue and occupancy rates be what uh, what I've learned to make them. I mean, I, every one of our students has been able to totally crush their occupancy and revenue way higher than any particular management company. The key there is making sure that you still do it in a scalable fashion so that you have the ability to keep your time freedom. That's what you're talking about. And I totally understand. You're like, dude, I'm trying to get out of the rat race. This sounds like I'm going back in. Well, what has happened is, you know, having had the privilege of, like I said earlier, owning, you know, cell phone towers and and apartment buildings, uh, you know, as large as 182 doors and single family houses and mortgages and doing all the things that I've done, I got the privilege of understanding systems and Then when I was introduced to the idea of these short-term rentals, I just brought that systems mindset to the concept of short-term rentals so that, you know, right now our system can easily on 90 minutes a day, one person can 
run up to about 30 different locations with with literally no sweat. And what's cool about that is that um, you still get to preserve that very time freedom that you're talking about. Now, if you want to continue to take it further, as some of our students have, you don't even have to contribute that 90 minutes a day, you know, by just hiring individuals. So it's about systems. Yes, it's more work. Yes, it's a business. But here's the crux right here, Glenn, if you want to know. When you're out there trying to build a real estate portfolio, like you said, you want to get out of the rat race. Here's what I know that's true. It takes cash to have the down payment, period. That cash has to come from somewhere. Either you raise it, which has its own set of strings, or you earn it and own it, which has its different set of strings. Namely, it takes a a bit of time to do that. What I saw and see about short-term rentals for most people especially those who want to build a real estate portfolio is if you had it, say a hundred thousand dollars, if you take that hundred thousand dollars, you buy one, two, maybe three properties, depending on where you are, you know, with loans, et cetera, that's great. But now you've got three properties. How long is it going to take before you have that hundred thousand dollars again? I don't know. Yeah. Here's what I've seen. Take that same hundred thousand dollars and you go open six, seven, eight short term rental locations. I know that in eight to 10 months, you're going to have your $100,000 back and you can do it all over again. That's what I know. And when I saw that, this becomes the down payment generation machine that you need to build the portfolio faster. Uh, I prefer to use uh, apartment buildings, but our students, and you can use condos, you can use, (laughs) you can even use vacant land. We can get into that a whole nother day. Um, You can use all kinds of things to provide an experience, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't necessarily, and, and here's probably the biggest key. You don't have to own the property in order to make it into a short term rental. When I figured that out, I was like, oh, well, then I can expand faster get higher returns on the ROI, all I have to do is just make sure that the system is solid so that it doesn't take over my life. Because if you don't have a solid system, and those of you who are practicing short-term rentals going, there's no way you can do it on 90 minutes a day, I'm just going to tell you your system's not solid. That's just what it is. You're, You're doing something that prevents you from having a solid system, and therefore you're having to contribute way more time than you should. If you already own them, then great. Uh, those uh, those who have a property already, you're going <laughs> to be so excited uh, because, and you're going to wonder, like, why didn't I do this sooner? Because um, when you already own the property, what I when I do the math, it, and it works up to about a ten million dollar property, you can end up paying off the property significantly faster, usually less than seven, sometimes as quick as five, if not four years. If you choose not to take the cash flow out, which is what's crazy and awesome about it. So um, if you want to, you you can own the property, which is great, but it's not mandatory. Well, yeah, you you skip them for now. Now, because on the flip side of this is you will have a tax problem uh, because the, the free cash flow that exists obviously is taxable income. And you will have a tax problem now. So for, you have to combine it with a complete strategy to own real estate or have something that's going to be offsetting for the taxable income. Otherwise, you know, don't, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of fun. At the end of the day, though, what's unique is that most people who want to build a real estate portfolio don't get the privilege of doing something that's so similar as building and owning the real estate portfolio in the process. What I mean by that is usually you you have to be a high level engineer or a doctor or some other completely different profession during the day and be this landlord by night. 
Whereas what I'm saying is now you can you can still be you can be the landlord by day and night <laughs> and still continue to build your portfolio in the process without, you know, having to develop something completely separate. Yeah. Now, there's bigger fluctuations in places like you. when you say Canada, I think cold, just so you know, <laughs> that's all I think about. Um, and, you know, my neighbors to the north, God bless you for your weather. Awesome. Anyway, uh, what it comes down to is the amount of, of uh, cost for your energy and utilities is something that you have to learn to manage. And again, we have cost recovery programs that we use to help recover that. And those cost recovery programs actually work worldwide. And this is one of the few strategies where we actually already have students in Canada practicing what we're talking about. We already have students in Australia. Uh, we have them in Ireland, Russia, and uh, the good Korea. Which one is that? <laughs> yeah, that one. So uh, what, what is that exactly? What, cost what is recovery. What? Like, how, how do you... So basically what you what you have to do is you have to find a way to be able to get rebates back from the utility companies. And that's basically what it comes down to is that we've leveraged other people's systems to allow us to get paid when we just pay the electric bill. And yeah, the electric bill may be a little bit higher, but being able to recapture some of that also helps. Plus, when you combine this with today's smart home and smart technology devices, chief among them, your lights and your thermostats, we have the ability to automate and control uh, on entry and exit, you know, the lights turning on and off and all of these other things help to keep these uh, expenses at, at a controllable lower level. So I hear where you're coming from. You, I, you like the predictability. I do, too. Remember, we're talking I'm hundreds of units, dude. I, I got it. I'm with you. And I wanted to bring that same level of predictability to the short-term rental game. The only thing that is the unpredictable nature is the, the uh, from an expense side, is the utility cost. Everything else can get, is either a fixed expense or a variable expense that's really, really clear to know. My biggest fear I always hear from everyone is the cleaning companies. Well, there's two schools of thought, exactly like you said, the getting the big company versus, you know, not. And the the real answer is it depends on where your company, where, what size organization you're actually going to ultimately end up with. Uh, for example, um, if you are planning to do, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 units, this is this is the world we play in. And that's what we specialize in helping people make. We recommend that you get a big company because it becomes something that you it's just this whole nother mechanism and arm you do not want to have to try to manage on a daily basis. Uh, I promise you, you'll want to quit not too soon after. Now, there's also another school of thought where you want to do it yourself and hire and train individual people. Because when you do that, you can be more boutique and you can do other special things. Um, and then you can then help that person grow. Both of There's reasons to do both of them, but it primarily comes down to who the entrepreneur is herself, right? If she wants to build a, a very boutique hospitality world, then yeah, go go individual. And there's nothing wrong with that, girlfriend. Go crush it. Do it. Um, however, if you want to build, have more of a corporate feel, which is kind of where I, I play, um, then the bigger company is easily going to be the advantage to you. Now, you could also then go later, go to the ultra high end, and then you're going to go back to 
the you know individual uh, cleaners as well. So you, it really comes down to what type of organization do you want to be? What's your brand? That's going to determine the structure. There's no wrong way to structure that. Now, there are tons of people who don't know how to clean. <laughs> There's a tons of people who aren't reliable. And that's the hard part. The hard part is finding the reliable teams that show up, you know, in and out all the time and that people actually understand, look, if you stick with me, I can help you earn a significant amount of money because that's one of the things that we've seen. We've helped a number of entrepreneurs grow their business significantly uh, over the short time that they've worked with us and even expand. So I uh, prefer the what I call the urban play. That's like my thing. And so I like the urban play. We primarily go after uh, the business owners in, in terms of when they travel because the easiest person to serve is the person you are most like. And for me, when I'm traveling, uh, I'm the business owner traveling by himself. And then when I travel with my family, it's a family traveling with small kids. And I know exactly how to do that. Uh, and then we discovered uh, our really profitable customer is those traveling for medical reasons. Uh, there's lots of hospitals and high-level clinics in our area. Uh, so what happens is that people travel from out of the area to see a particular doctor, and that person rarely, if ever, travels by themselves, and they stay, and it's usually multiple visits if it's outpatient or it's at least a week or two if it's inpatient. Um, and everybody either coming to visit them in the hospital or the people traveling with them needs a place to stay. And somebody in that group always, always, always is still working or telecommuting in some way, shape or form. So they need fast, reliable Internet, which, again, these are all things that hotels have not been able to provide in, in quite a long time. So it's an experience that makes it easier and ultimately cheaper. And that's the thing that people miss about short-term rentals. It's not about the daily rate. My daily rate could be the exact same as the hotel next door, but here's the difference. I save you money because you have a kitchen, period. And you don't realize how much more money you spend because when you go to a hotel, you're also making the decision, I'm eating out every day. I, do, I don't want internal stairs inside the property and I do slant towards first floor. However, I don't go any further than that for handicap accessible. That's a whole nother target and a whole nother group. If you want, like if somebody wanted to really, really distinguish their brand, that's exactly who I would go after. Them and people traveling with pets. Oh my goodness. You could, there's so much opportunity into those two verticals alone. I mean, the, the this particular industry of short-term rentals, I, I've identified 45 different customer types and there's so much money in all of them. It, it, it doesn't really matter what you, who you really want to serve. I, I know people serving just the, the dance and artist community. I, I heard just the other day, someone talking about, I, I'm going to go after just the people who have, uh, for meditation and meditation retreats. And I'm like, I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not yeah. that customer, but if you know that person, if you understand that avatar and you know how to attract them and serve them, go crush it because you can. And that's one of the best things about this is people ask me all the time, especially real estate people, which property is the best? Well, it, there is none. It, it, which property does your customer want? Think about it. Some people want the, the experience of going in the Everglades in the swamp and seeing an alligator. So therefore, a treehouse might be completely fine. <laughs> you know, in that situation, I'm not going, but somebody's going. And that's because it's about the experience, not the piece of real estate. 
So at the end of the day, what Cashflow Diary does is we document what we do, period. I go out there, find a business model or two or 12 and do them, then document the, the successful parts and help people try to avoid the less than successful parts. And that, that's it in and of itself. So it, it's a collection of all those best practices that we have garnered. Uh, and over the times of being in business, having you know raised tens and tens of millions of dollars, having owned all the property, uh, having done what we do, this is kind of, we condense this into, you know, digestible information so that people can go out there and make it happen. More importantly than that, what it comes down to is, uh, the strategy of short-term rentals is by far one of the best strategies I've seen for can, taking someone from their current W-2 job over to something else, meaning entrepreneurial, because it, it gives you just enough wins, easy to have wins along the way to keep you engaged, and you get to see how quickly you actually uh, begin to, to earn money. I mean, many of our students have experienced um, you know, 24 hours, literally 24 hours from making their property available online, um, they have reservations and money coming in. It, 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 it sounds funny. It sounds like it's some fake commercial, but I've, I've watched it happen so many hundreds and hundreds of times now in so many different places. I'm just like, this is just the state of the marketplace. And, and that's really what it is, is there's an opportunity out there for would-be entrepreneurs or existing entrepreneurs and most people just aren't paying enough attention to figure out how to do it. Or if they are doing it, they're doing it onesie twosie. And I'm just like, the opportunity is so much bigger than just onesie twosie. So let's go out there, professionalize the industry. Let's put some standards in place. Let's give you the best practices. Let's make sure you have the scripts that you need to know how to present yourself properly to banks and then landlords and investors. And uh, you know how you have your standard operating procedures to, to go out there and operate safely, securely, with proper screening. This is what we do, and we've just documented it to make it available for everybody else. The Again, as you mentioned, we have the podcast. It's cashflowdiarypodcast.com. Very easy to get to. Um, and if you want information about uh, the actual short-term rentals, we, we break it up into what we call our blueprint, which is just the basics. And then we have the mastermind. But you can get started over at cashflowdiary.com forward slash blueprint. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. Next week's episode is with Julie Orth from Rocket City Property Management, but I didn't want to do a regular sort of episode where we're, you know, a regular property management one where we're just talking about property management. What I wanted to do was deep dive with Julie about how your property manager can manage a renovation for you. Uh, so I'm super excited for this interview. Uh, tune in next week and uh, you can listen to it as well. Thanks, guys. See you next week.